Hello, welcome to the Bossit Podcast with Mark Edwards and Michael Humblett. This podcast is released every week and is an over-the-shoulder look of a frank and candid discussion between two experienced software executives, providing you with useful tips, techniques, and the latest concepts to help you grow your software business in the fast-paced digital age. So let's get into it. Here is Mark Edwards and Michael Humblett. Michael, 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 where are you? Hey, Mark. I'm in. Uh, I'm at home, actually. Sunny, looking outside, seeing so many leaves fall and thinking, damn, I need to work. But <laughs> <laughs> where are you? Doing. I'm in the same. I'm in this Saturday morning, which yeah. um, we have done before. We've yeah, done this it's... before. But when the week gets busy, sometimes it gets pushed into the weekend. True, true, true. But true, it's, true. it's usually only 30, 40 minutes, so I don't mind too much. So what have you been up to this week? Thinking, planning, strategizing. Uh, It's a good week, actually. I've got so much to talk about today. I know we won't get through it all, but uh, I had one of those weeks which I really love, which is when you step back from the business Mm -hmm. and you give yourself time and you start doing some strategizing and some planning and you get creative. So I I went over to the Netherlands and was staying in a a villa that was in the middle of a pine forest with a colleague. Nice. And he had members of his family with him. So it was a bit of a holiday for him as well. But we spent just uh, about two and a half days just thinking and planning, working on one area of the service that we provide, making some plans, but some really interesting things came up from it. So we were talking about competitive space, which is one of the modules that uh, we work with our clients on. And we just went deeper. And and in doing that, we were also focusing on making things more understandable, simplifying and organizing, uh, and some really good things came from it. And cutting stuff out. Eh? It's, yes. You know what's funny? Something I notice is, and I, I see that with every business almost, when you start off, you have this idea, and then you start talking about it, and people don't really get it, and then you start overcomplexifying the idea, and then after a ah. year and a half, two years, you suddenly realize that that original idea is exactly what you planned, and then you explain it again, and suddenly everybody gets it. It's And it's the same thing. It's so weird, but it's, it's a pattern I see coming back and coming back. I think I think that happens if you keep working on it. I also see I see the opposite of that is where companies they they start with a really good idea mm-hmm. and then they overcomplicate it and they get into more and more detail and this detail comes to the top yeah. and it's the detail that they're showing to new people coming yeah. to them. I'll give you an, uh, an example of something that happened to me this, this week. I spent a lot of time uh, creating sales and narratives, and we, we talked about that in previous podcasts. But one of them was in the – these guys, they make a software. Um, it's uh, Let's call it – it's almost VR kind of stuff right. for large construction agencies. And the, the sales guy who's a really, really good sales closer. He tells me, Michael, they're all different. All my customers are different. I say, okay, tell me the story. And I say, okay, customer one. Da, da, da. It says, so what do you want to do with it? Ah, new customers. Okay. So customer number two. Yeah, but it's very different. And then, so, so what do you want to do with it? So I said, it's new customers getting acquisition. Yeah. So I went through the list of 10 of his all different 
customers. And at the end, I said, so for me, the conclusion is all then it's purely acquisition of new customers and faster. And he looked at me, see, damn, when you say it like that, it sounds so easy. <laughs> it's because you're not in the trenches. You're outside, you're watching yes. and thinking, what's, what's so hard here? I mean, it's, yeah, it's different. So uh, that was really good, actually, because think, now we nailed it. I think what you're able to do is, you, is to give that different perspective and, and to be able to step back. You know, the yeah. reason that I take myself into a new location, somewhere that I find quite inspiring, helping with creativity, is you've got to be able to step back and look at your own business in a different yeah. way. And I think that's incredibly hard. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. hard that most businesses don't do it. And also, the, the, you, you need to learn how to formulate the problem in like two, three words and in the exact right word, an executive, wh whomever you're targeting, understands it. If yes. I talk about acquisition strategy or acquire to upsell model, these people get it straight away. But then sales guys, they, when they talk to me, they, they, they're making this whole explanation. I said, yeah, yeah, but so you're basically talking about preventing churn, for instance. And then, yeah, that's the right word. But that's what you need to put on the slide. And then they can do their story. Huh? That the one word needs to be there, that it ticks the box. Yes. Yeah. It's, it, it's, I think one of the, one of the things that I see from very successful business people is that they are able to make, take that view and they simplify things. Yeah, and, and, absolutely. And absolutely. I, I found that one of the best learning environments for me that I apply to business is sport. Because yeah, yeah, sport is that. very, is very measurable. And actually, if you look at sports people, as they learn skills, they are then able to chunk and then they break things down into a number of key elements that is, is responsible for their success. Yeah. And when I was doing triathlon, triathlon is, can be a very, very complex sport if, if you're not careful. And it becomes so complex that it sort of overwhelms you and you don't progress. But essentially, it comes down to eating, sleeping, diet and training and yeah. you need to have <clears throat> you need to have control over those things and i used to see newer people coming into the sport and they weren't progressing in the right way and you just go back okay what are you eating when are you eating how much sleep are you getting mm. how much training are you doing which how where are you dedicating your time because you've got three sports and this is something that i see in business so often okay you go into a business and you look at the business and they will have strengths and weaknesses. And I've said before, typically, if you get somebody with a technical background, you're going to see usually pretty strong in the technical area mm -hmm. and weak in the marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Always. You look at where they spend, they, where they spend their time, where they want to spend their time. They've got a weakness in marketing. They don't want to spend the time there because it's uncomfortable to them. It's, they they got it. They they're they're a technical person because they love technical stuff. Exactly. You'll get the salesperson. They all want to spend their time on the in the sales area, and you have to almost drag them into that area. Now it doesn't mean that they're the best person to address yeah. that, but they have to realize as part of a business, you have to be strong in sales. You have to be strong in marketing. It's it's funny you say it because I asked this guy. I asked him. I said. What do you love to do? Because you will have to make a choice because you're trying to do too many things here. You can't be succeeding on all these different markets. So tell me what you want. And he says, well, 
I could make most money there. I said, no, I want to hear what your heart says because you will, what you love, you will do good and spend all your time in there and you won't consider it as an effort. And then he said, oh, yeah, okay, but that's something else. I said, well, then we will take that something else and, and focus on that one and go from good to great because the other thing, you'll do it for the money and you won't keep it up. Yes. It's, it's the same it's, principle. Huh? Same it principle. is, absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the passion aspect it, it, it applies in in the sort of the segments within the business that we're talking about, you know, about marketing, sales, management, wherever that is, technical side, wherever that is, you'll yeah. see that their attention is drawn. But you also see that passion element so vital when you're looking at those founders and those senior executives about the business itself. Yeah, and a lot of yeah, yeah. a lot of those founders that we talk to in the software industry. They they are passionate about innovation. They have an idea that they want to bring to fruition. They want to create value from it. But that quite often can can span a certain time frame. And when that passion starts to go, quite often they start that the, in the back of their mind. Maybe they even start doing this as a project. They're looking at another area where they can add value. Yeah, the passion true. goes from that business, and that's true. what we're, we're saying to them. You should have already started at looking at your exit strategy a long time ago because you need to get out now. I agree. Because it, you'll drag, you'll be, you'll be, soon you'll be dragging yourself to work. Yeah. And it's not a weak, that's not a weakness. That's a strength is to be able to analyze that. No, I fully agree. So I think one of the things that I realized when, when we were doing our, um, our brainstorming session in this pine forest was about companies get buried in complexity and they need to declutter. And then when they've decluttered, look at what they have left, whatever aspect of their business they're looking at. And then they need to create organization, but simplicity. Simplicity yep. so that the mind can cope. Because I think so often people look at problems, especially now when we talk about the ability to get access to data, big data. Yeah. And the internet where there is so much information, so much advice out there is that they just overload their brains with too much that they're not True. able to function effectively. Where actually it's the no, opposite. No, no. And, and, and the trigger of, I mean, I see they're very creative people. They, 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 yes. they have an idea every minute and they're all good ideas, but it's not going to work. It's just too much. I mean, I struggle with that, by the way. I have this every day. I think, oh, look at that. There is an opportunity. We should do that. <laughs> yeah, but that's the, that's the nature of, of creative people. And you've yeah. also got to realize that not every thought that comes into your head, not every creative idea is going to be a winner. So you have to have, you have to have that other side of your brain where you're analyzing it. And maybe it's somebody else. I think quite often you see that where you get two types of, with two people and they work very well together because they are very different. So you maybe have the, 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 the very creative person that's going to knock out lots and lots of ideas. And then you need the other person that's looking at this to say critically whether that's going to work or not. And if they've got a really good relationship and they trust and they don't mind the feedback, and that feedback can go both ways, mm -hmm. they trust each other, I think that can be very successful. But they can be very different people. I've had that a number of times you know, in my business career. Um, I've had that a number of times in sport. <laughs> you get really? two, two footballers, very, yeah. very different. You know, but they play well together because they complement each other. Yeah, uh, I think yeah, that's yeah. very important. Okay, good. So, 
You know what I've been doing also? I've, I've been thinking about you because you made a movie, What is an Entrepreneur? Yes. And you actually got a lot of views on that one. So yes. I was positively jealous. And when Michael gets positively jealous, he wants to do better. <laughs> so I recorded, I've been recording the whole, I mean, I spent like a full day recording high-end cameras. You know, we all go wild on lenses because you see this guy coming in with a camera with a massive lens and the first thing I, I look at is I gotta have this right because it's big <laughs> <laughs> so my girlfriend looked at me and said you're nuts you, you're never gonna use it. no 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 I, I can that's why I want it uh, anyway so camera I spent, uh, I spent a day making uh, making what is a sales right because and uh, so we're, we're wrapping up the script uh, and, and then I think in a week or three four I'll share it with you, Mark. You can have your f- first go at it and see if, if the if the comments are good. I might actually ask you to do the voiceover because you have a, a nice, sweet voice. And I hear this accent, this Flemish accent coming through the whole time and I get annoyed with it, with mine. I don't know. I don't I, I don't think you should do that. I don't think you should be annoyed with, you, with your own accent. No? In fact, we... Well, I don't know if I, I don't know if you've seen yet, but we we had some comments. One of the comments we had about our podcast was about our accent. Really? Yes, yeah, somebody accents. <laughs> well, if you're if you're from the USA, he was saying that um, English voice is well well accepted and people tend to like it. But also, um, I th- although I hate to say this, I think he said you were French. He thought you were French. No, I think he said <laughs> I was Dutch, which is even worse. Oh, was it? Was, was it Dutch? <laughs> so, I, I just, buddy, when you're listening, it's okay. I forgive you. <laughs> For <once>. I, <laughs> yes, I think it, it reminded me of the um, the Agatha Christie inspector who came from Belgium, and they all thought he was yeah, French. I think that's what I was well, thinking of. Yeah, Paro, but, wasn't mean, it? Even for the Belgians, he, he looks weird. I just <laughs> just so people realize we do not look like that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you're putting the wax on the little moustache. Good God, he's a weird, weird. Guy. See, that's that's how you're portrayed to the rest of the world. In really? the rest of the world like in Poirot. It's uh, it's chocolates and Poirot. That's how yeah, people yeah. see you, chocolate eating inspector. <laughs> and you know one of my kids completely deviating from the cause but one of my kids is on a mission to say to everybody that English is wrong or American is wrong it's not French fries but it should be Belgian fries and I'm like oh, it's okay Don't. it's not a serious battle this right now. No. No, no, no. we need to tell them okay tell the it's world. been going on 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 on, on YouTube, giving comments when people say something, my friends, no, no, you don't get it. It's Belgium. I said, man, don't, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> I had heard that before, actually. That it was you know Belgium how that price. comes? How that comes? There is a real story here. What I'm going to tell you now. Go on, tell me. We, we're we're going to spread the story to the rest of the world. Yes. So, so uh, I think about a hundred years ago, one of the American presidents came and visited um, visited France. Yes. And at a certain stage, they gave him. Fries. Okay. And he's, he came, went back to America and he said, guys, I want to eat the fries like the French, what, what I got in France. So I want to eat French fries. That's how the name stuck. Yeah. I'll okay. blame the Americans. I think right. we should build a wall now. Which <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <With> fries. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's funny, isn't it? How, how something like that can just spread. Yes. Yes. It's very weird. It's very weird. So, false Mark, information, false news. I also 
launched the School of Sales as a passive launch. So I put something up. I wanted to try some of these online courses, see if that works. So I put some free on there. I put one paying on there just to get a feel. It fits nicely in the concept of value letters, you know. Yes. You, you give some stuff. So uh, I'm officially launching it next week. So when people listen to this, they can have a look. It's schoolofsales.be. It's a Belgium one. Uh, I've bought all the other ones, but I haven't activated them yet. But um, let's see how that goes. I I remember you were looking at that into into the boss business, the boss equity business of, of building some of these uh, lessons. Yes. Yeah, that's, we're in the process of doing that now. And that's yeah. why we've been acquiring equipment and getting studios ready, different locations. Um, so we've been doing a lot of thought and work in that area. Um, it's, it's underestimated how much work it is. I completely, is. I yeah. thought, well, I'm going to make some 10 movies and then I'll talk and then, oh boy, because the structure has to be right. The editing, I mean, it's a lot of work. I, yeah, the structure, absolutely. It's like anything. It's the structure, that's the organization. It's making it understandable. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. the terminology that you're using when you're talking to a wide audience. Yeah. You've got to make sure that it's understandable. Yeah, um, I fully agree. That, that actually rem it reminds me of another point I was thinking about um, this week is seeing the difference in the generations. So we're in a similar situation in, in the fact that we're talk we talk to, I, I talk to a lot of established businesses. Now, in the past, I would say if we went back for boss equity, if we went back maybe five, six years ago, we mm -hmm. we would really, <laughs> I mean, this is just being truthful. We've got a lot of startup companies come to us, but we'd ignore them. We were we were focused on really the established businesses. So those businesses that have been around sort of 10 years yeah. plus and had created some size and had created some IP. Mm -hmm. that's changed. It's not that we are no longer interested in those businesses that are the more established software organizations out there. It's that we now see, because the world has changed, the software industry has changed, is that there is also great opportunity with some of these smaller startups. Yeah, There has to be a balance yeah. between them. Yeah, um, and it, it gives you – because, you know, I, I, I started – Two years ago, my business actually all with startups, yep. and then I went up to scale ups, which is the next level. So they get they get some investments, and I try to stay away, funnily enough, from the more established vision business where, where you guys were in because yep. I needed to feel the the how to say that this 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 crazy energy and 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 yes. the chaos of going. I'm gonna go there, and then the week. So you, you you don't talk to them for a week, and then everything has changed again. It's it's crazy that that, that the speed some of these goes. Now, it's I love the energy, I love the vibe, I love to help them, but I've seen that my real power is when they're a bit further down the road, because I I I, I need yes. to aim the what I mean. The job I do is I aim their gun, and I build the machine then, but. I mean, when there is nothing to aim at because they still have no clue and everything is up. I mean, it's too early for me. I've seen it. But I help them, but that's more like in a classroom and I teach a lot and I explain how to do things. But digging deep into it, they need to have a bit more um, solid, how to say that. It needs to be a bit more solid. That's my, my feeling with when I work with them. I, t I tell you one of the differences I see is yeah. that if, if we're talking about the, the sort of the newer generation of, of entrepreneurs, 
is that they've grown up in a different period. If you go mm -hmm. back 20 years ago, although the internet was around, those senior executives, those people that were around then, they they used up a lot of shoe leather. They went out, they met That's with people. a nice people. expression. They used up a lot of shoe leather. Yeah. <laughs> I never heard that one. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is that they they uh, the way for them to do business was that they needed to meet people face to face. They would get in a car, they would get on a yep. train, they would meet people. Yes, yes, yes. And their interpersonal skills, if you were success if if you wanted to be successful, you had to have very good interpersonal skills. Yes. Now the world has changed and what we're seeing now is that much more of the communication, the channel to your potential customers and partners can be handled via the internet because the internet has many channels within mm -hmm. that, lots of ways of communication. We've become more sophisticated in how we can present. You're talking about video, there's yeah. images, there's blogs, there's so many different ways that you can communicate. And that's sort of the next generation, they're more comfortable with that. Yeah, no, no. The older they're generation, more, they're the older, digital natives, like they say. Yeah, the older generation. I'm not saying that they all ignore it, but there is a lot higher degree of cynicism. I hear many of them saying, you know, social media doesn't work. Well, actually, it does work. You just not, you just don't know how to make it work. But on the other side, the younger generation. I also find that they sometimes can have a weakness in those interpersonal skills because you remember we're in the software industry. There's probably a lot, quite a lot of what I'd call the computer nerds out there. And they do have a tendency to hide behind their PC. Yeah. True. You, they will be comfortable with social media, but ask them to get up on a stage or ask them to go and speak to a boardroom. They're not typically as strong. And that I think that there is a need for both generations here. They need to be aware of those weaknesses. The, I think the, the, the computer generation of the nerds, the guys that grew up with social media, that they can reach their audience without using any shoe leather, they also need to go out and, and, and can become very, very good at communication on a one-to-one on -one basis or a one-to-many on a stage. Yeah. And they've got to work at it. And I think that the, the older generation, they've got to wake up and realize if you don't get to grips with social media and with the other ways of communicating, and we're seeing it, you're going to get overtaken. And that's that big change we're seeing in the industry. Yeah. A lot of guys out there are very fixed. The older generation are very fixed in this made me successful 10 years ago or even five years ago. Guys, forget it. You, you just such a change. You know, we, we sit, I, I'm in a lucky position. It's nothing to do with, you know, uh, anything that, anything brilliant that I'm bringing to the party. It's, I can see what's happening in this software industry. Businesses that were really powerful years ago are being overtaken by younger, more vibrant businesses that are better suited for today's environment. Yeah, the, the adagio of, Nobody ever got fired to, to buy from IBM. I really have seen that change in the last six months, seven months. Before yeah. it was still going, but it's the first time I really, when I go to boards of large companies, I suddenly really see this happening. Because also a lot of, of boards of established companies, they, 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 set up, they set up startups 
to cannibalize themselves, and one, of course, and two, to learn from how this system works. So I, I got several of these phone calls this week, actually, where I had this re- a CEO of a, like a massive construction company. They did, I think they do about 300 million turnover, 1,500 people, offices all over the place. And he said, I've just set up two um, startups and I need some help because I have no clue how to do it. It's software, it's recurring models, but I need to understand so I can scale the rest of my business eventually with this. Yeah. And then I advised him actually to to not, uh, because we, we immediately talked, and that's a good question for you. So let me... Go one step back. I'm a very large established company. Yeah. I set up. Uh, I do. Uh, let's let's say I, I'm into services. I'm doing all that stuff, renting of materials, and then I set up a software company. Now, purely from a branding point of view, from a buying point of view, mm. should I make that company as a daughter company, say powered by the original company, <laughs> or should I do the opposite, which is the big company becomes then the first client of? Do you know what I mean? The difference? Mm. See the subtle difference? It, it really depends. Unfortunately, that's not the answer I like to give. <laughs> I tend, to, I tend to be. Style, yeah, I like to be a bit more black and white in that. Yeah. But but it really does depend on on what with the new software company. What is its key yeah. strength? What does it solve? And and that problem. Or that opportunity that it creates. So is it is it a problem that it solves? It's not always a problem. It can create an opportunity as well. What what that it the thing that it does um, is it is it essential? Is it just a nice to have, or is it essential? That's the first qualification. Because if it's a nice to have, you might want to think about creating something different. But mm-hmm. once it does, where is that most valuable? Does it fit with your existing target market? I.e., does it sit alongside your services? Does no, it no. So, so purely it? from, I hear you, but purely all of that aspects are covered. It's so, okay. So you're, it's, 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 so you're assuming it's, that it does. It's an ex- no, no. I'm, I'm sure it does. Yeah. It's, uh, it's investigated, properly researched. They had several companies working on that to get the value prop right. It's basically an extension. It's it's a it's a more software approach to a part of their services, but it's a gap that even their competitors could use the software. You see, and that's where the problem suddenly comes. So they don't want to develop software just for their own. They basically want to have a software that could be used by everybody in the world, even their competitors. So they're building a platform. And then the big question comes, do you say it's powered by, or do you just avoid that at all costs? Typically, startup. Uh, if I make a jump, Mark, uh, if I make a jump, typically startup. One of their first customers, always the same thing happens. One of the customers looks at this startup and says, "This is fantastic. This is going to change my industry. I want to buy thirty percent of the shares." And my oh, okay. advice always is, it's the same principle. My advice always is, don't do it because if you do that, you will have no other com- com- customers because everybody will think that you will come in and and. I steal the data, not, but you, you are powered by these guys. So I'm actually against that. I, I, I thought you were asking about the as regards the branding. So what you're saying Pure is brand. it's, it's the same. It's the same topic. Huh? No. Yeah. So what you're saying is that you've got a product that could be sold by your competitors. Yes. But you you think that 
there's a, there is a potential there that they will see a conflict of interest. Yes, that that's the right yeah. way of seeing it. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's that's difficulty. We I've seen that with businesses that we're working with, <laughs> and the the business that we're selling um, could be could be acquired by a number of their competitors, but the fact that their existing customer base also includes a number of those competitors, whichever exactly. competitor buys it, they will yeah. immediately lose that business and the business will be devalued. Yeah. Not yeah. always, though. <laughs> there are occasions when you get so, that. They will continue, but quite often you've got to look at that very critically. That's why I say about, you know, build your business with your exit strategy in mind. Because you never know when you might want to sell that business or you never know when you might be given that offer that is an offer you can't refuse. So you always need to start with the end in mind and it will make you build that business in a different way. I keep repeating that and I'll always keep repeating that because it's really important. And I don't think I don't think we're at the stage where software entrepreneurs understand that deeply enough. Yeah, I no, no. I think, I think you're right. I think it's difficult to start with the. Although I, I bumped into a company uh, this week, and the guy said, "I've set it up in such a way that it's I'm not operation operationally involved. I mean, just from a distance." And he said, "The goal is to sell it in two, three years." So you see that wow. it's a completely different setup. How he's setting up the company, very yes. product, very packaged, and he actually has two or three of these companies. And he says the goal is always to sell them at a certain stage. I've got a couple of clients I'm talking to at the moment. Mm-hmm. Actually, really interesting because they're what they're saying to me is they, as individuals, they feel that their best strength is their innovation. Yeah, is, is seeing the idea, qualifying setting that, it up, yeah. setting it up, and then moving on to the next one. They also say they're also saying, and probably, you know, I, I admire them for saying is that they will get bored if they continue and then their energy and passion will go. So accept it and build your plan around that. Yeah. That's smart. Very good thought. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we're coming up towards 30 minutes. We've gone a bit over in the past. Were there any anything else that you wanted? I've I've written down a load of things that I won't be able. I knew I wouldn't be able to cover this particular (laughs) podcast. No, no. I think I think our listeners. So let's let's give them some peace of mind. And it's Saturday after all, Mark. It is. It, it is. A, it's a Saturday, isn't it? We can we can go and relax and go and do all of those other things that we should be having for balance of life. Balance of life. So I'm going to go and do some photography. I'm going to do yeah. some processing. I'll do You're some gar- go- garden stuff, and and uh, I'm I'm really afraid of it, but I have to do my accountancy for the last three months. <laughs> oh well, I'll I'll stay in the garden and blow those leaves away. I think it sounds more fun. Yeah, I also think so. <laughs> excellent thank you michael good to speak to you as as always and um for those of you listening please keep the feedback coming it's really useful um you may not you may not be able to hear but hopefully you'll be able to hear we started recording on twin channels that means michael and i are recording on separate channels so that we can balance and make sure that the volume is much more even so hopefully that will improve the quality and that was input from one of the listeners so we do listen. And also, if you've got topics that you would like us to cover in future, then let us know because we will. If it's a good idea, we'll, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll ask s- questions, actually. I, I mean, you can ask yeah. a question and say, this is the problem, mm. and we'll just try and answer it. Ask know? some really tough yeah. questions for Michael. No, no, not sales. tough questions. No, yeah, no, really no. tough ones. <laughs> just ask me where French fries. What's the big problem with it? 
Great speaking to you, Michael. And Thank you. Uh, speak to you again soon. Cheers. You Bye-bye. Soon. Cheers. Bye.